All right, there we go. We're live, gentlemen. Welcome to uh, the Lumber Word. Uh, I was going to use the L word, but I think Showtime has the uh, the exclusive on that one. Um, <laughs> you have to start paying royalties. That's so nineties so of you, Ash. So nineties. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Um, so welcome to uh, the Lumber Word or the Word and Lumber. Greg, word. Right? Just get word. The word. 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 Greg Riley, Sitka USA, Matt Beamer, Hampton Lumber Sales. Uh, last week's show was great. A lot of feedback on that. People are happy we're back in the groove now. If you don't watch it here, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, we stream it on Apple, iTunes, uh, also on Spotify. Uh, just about probably on Spotify because we probably have an audience about the size of Rogan's now, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> we're getting there. And then LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter, now known as X, uh, so we're getting some some pretty good thing. We want you to actually sign up on Spotify and the other things, and uh, and eventually, Mac, Greg, you guys can stream it on your LinkedIn too. Um, so let's just jump into it. Since last week, since last week, we kind of felt that the lumber market may be changing a little bit, and uh, we saw people fighting it. And when, I think when we talked last time, we're like, hey. From being in this industry a long time, the orders that we see happening, we're going to step away from the table and let other people do things that we probably don't make sense. And that kind of is what happened. People lunged at some orders and all of a sudden in the last uh, 72 hours, or you could almost say since last Wednesday or Thursday, people covered short orders, started buying some items, 104, 5 ace, perfect item in all species caught a bid where it didn't have one for a while. Eight foot stud stayed strong, caught a bid. Um, I'll just troll through a few things here. Euro. I just ask, before you say, I just want to let, let all of our viewers know that if they had, we're listening last week, Matt told you this was going to happen. He, Matt said, Hey, you know what? It's not a bad time that, you know, to buy some lumber. And literally we ended, we ended the show and there was short covering at Mills, a little bit of follow through on Friday. And then, you know, now I, I think everyone's going to just want to like hear what Matt says this week. I'm, I'm anxiously anticipating it. Yeah. I think, didn't we, didn't we, you uh, know what I'm looking at now? I'm looking at the futures board. If it can go back up to a premium, I'd like to sell into that pretty heavily, but uh, that's just as a hedging tool. That's, that's just something I'm always looking at. Right. You know, I compare whatever the price is based Chicago in the future to what I'm paying for cash. And if the, if the spread gets to be big enough, which is something that we enjoyed for the first half of the year, for the most part, then I want to sell that. But at the, in, in terms of buying lumber, it's not too late to buy lumber. There's still deals out there. Two to six is still undervalued compared to two before, you know, and you can buy, I bought some, some straight 16s pretty cheap this last week. And, you know, I think those are the types of things I'll still invest in. Um, but I mean, really, my pl my plan for for now is I'm just going to maintenance buy. Really, I'm going to yeah. just buy enough lumber to to run my business, and nothing really extra. I'm I'm more concerned about the future than I am about right now. I think right now we're going to be fine for like you said, September and October, pretty good out outflow months. And I'm I'm not I'm not negative on the next two months at all. But I'm more concerned about the fourth quarter and the first quarter economically, macroeconomically, than I am about the lumber business. So um, because of that, I'm going to try to keep my uh, my rope a little bit shorter. That's all. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no doubt about that, Matt. Um, let's uh, let's go into the first to, thing to, to follow up on Matt's point. Yeah, I feel like the whole market is at that place. You know, yes, we said we identified a lot of short selling into the middle of last week, and you know that's in the process of being covered. But I don't see anybody that's going to say, oh, gosh, I really want to build a big inventory, you know, and cover myself through the rest of the year, or cover myself deep into the fourth quarter. You know, whether you're uh, a distribution or an end user or a manufacturer, they're going to say, hey, you know, we want to keep, quote unquote, like a normal average inventory. I think some people that was less than over the last couple of weeks as they drained a little bit. Um, and I think over the next between now and <clears throat> the end of August, we're going to see people. Yeah, go ahead, put a little bit extra, but stay in that stay in that very manageable, like whatever that window is for them. Is it 30 days? Is it 45? Is it 60 days? Right. Kind of stay in, you know, a 30 to 60 day window of inventory um, because they I think everyone has the same sentiments that Matt does on the fourth quarter. Well, that also one of the things that changed in the last seven days was we weren't getting a lot of opportunities to sell uh, fourth quarter jobs, right? And they just kind of the phone sort of dried up on that stuff. And then all of a sudden in the last three days, the phone started ringing again on covering, you know, October, November, December, January type stuff. And the interest is back. So maybe maybe it's just because the futures is reverse course and that sort of prods people to, to pick up the phone again. But maybe there's some, you know, maybe there's more business out there than we realize. And uh, you want to talk about housing starts, Ash, so we can talk about how much business is out there. Yeah, let's talk about the monthly new residential construction, otherwise known as housing starts for July. Uh, um, I, I mean, uh, Matt, we're, talk, we're, we're talking about it today, and I think. Greg kind of summed it up. It looks like we're building a healthy 1.4 million homes. Yeah. 1.4. 1.4 mm -hmm. to 1.5. Uh, completions we're showing at 1.3. Uh, you know, arguably that guess will slowly tick that up a little, a little bit. But uh, did you read anything into that that may that may uh, that raises any flags, good or bad? Me or Greg? Greg, both of you. Go ahead, Greg. Um, I, I, I lost the connection there for a minute, and I didn't hear anything. What did you say? So we were just saying, okay, so looking at the monthly starts, anything in there that, that sticks out to you that you would make a comment when you put it out on your? I, I mean, I get my, my general sense is that, I mean, single family was up again month over month, and and – and I think we're going to see single family is going to stay strong. I mean, we, we, we talked about it. Hey, listen, Warren Buffett bought um, Lennar and D.R. Horton $800 million worth of stock. Unless last time I checked, he was a pretty, the, he was a pretty smart guy. And when he commits money to an industry, that's, that's a, that's a positive. Yeah, and he's he's committing money to an industry that's really arguably consolidating to, you know, I mean, we're going to wake up and in 10 years, there's going to be five home builders building 80% of the homes in the U.S., it seems like. I don't know, man. You would have thought that would happen in lumber, too, but it hasn't, right? True. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I, you know, there's certainly, you know, the percentage of the top five home builders is, is pretty large. 
Um, but you know, it's amazing how many, you know, guys branch off and start new, you know, start new home building divisions and the amount of, you know, custom home builders. And it all depends on the area of the country. I mean, if you're, if you're in the Southeast or the Southwest, those, those markets are all dominated by major national home builders. You know, you come up, you know, into the, the Midwest or the Northeast, the middle Atlantic, and you know, it's less so. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. Um, well, wait, but the other thing I want to highlight with Warren Buffett, he's really, I think he's trying to do is like, you know, bid that stock up a Lenar to make Brandon more money. <laughs> and I can't, you know what? And I'm happy and I'm happy. I want I want Brandon to mack it. Absolutely. <laughs> and then Bree, if you happen to catch this, give me a call. <laughs> so uh the other thing i um i had sitting here that greg kuda from westline put out yesterday reminded me um let's talk about matt you you're heavily you got a lot of information on the home centers it looks like depot yeah. still had a good quarter uh if i'm reading what they said here basically uh greg thanks for putting this out uh, while there was strength in categories associated with smaller projects we did see continued pressure in certain big ticket discretionary categories so uh, there must not be as many people buying hummingbird feeders anymore. Is that what that means or what? Uh... I don't know. I, I just know that our business remains better than average. It's up for the year. It's up on a weekly basis. You know, our average weekly sales are higher every week this year than they ever have been. And, uh, you know, we're doing more business with them at a lower unit cost. So what's that tell you? You know, they're they're up. They said they were going to be up like 10 to 15 percent this year. And they were right. So that doesn't look to be slowing down anytime soon um, from what we're hearing and from what we're seeing. I, I can't speak for everybody, but our business is good and, and looks to maintain that pace for especially the next two months, which is the busiest time of the year for the over the shoulder trade. Yeah. So hey, just everybody, my, my chat window is down. So if you have a ch something you want to send and ask Matt, Greg or I, just send an email to Ashley at sitgutinc.com and uh, or send it to Greg and Matt, wherever you've got them at. And, uh, and we'll we'll get it on there. And uh, it's user error on my part, not being able to look. I can see the LinkedIn chats on my live screen on my personal one, but I can't see the YouTube questions and so forth. Hmm. Uh, so this morning, um, getting calls from people like Matt, Greg, I don't think this is surprising to you, but everybody's like, hey, should I buy some stuff in here? Right. And uh, one thing that I've noticed is we talked Matt, about Matt's, my, Matt, my answer to that is always, yes, you should. From, <laughs> yeah, from us. From <laughs> us. You know, I don't. Hey, should I buy? Hey, actually, Only the stuff I that I want to sell from like one of Matt and Greg's competitors. Well, no, so, you should buy it from us. <laughs> let's look at uh, let's look at Euro for a perfect example for. Um, it's you know, gone, baby. It's so, gone. So a month and a half, two months ago, Euro went from. Low trade on 16s on the port. What was it, guys? About uh, 420, 430. Yeah, yeah. Low yeah, 400. That sounds, right. that sounds right, Matt. It to all of a sudden jumped basically to 500. Sat there, trade around the 500 mark. Uh, I think low trade yesterday was 525. I, I think it's kind of hard to find 16s now anywhere. Um, yeah. You know the big the big guys that that put it on big chunks on there kind of sold their last out of 525 535 and um you know and i think the next vessels are coming in but that also 
takes away that the questions I'm getting is, hey, can I buy that from you at yesterday's price? Like, no, we sold more. So I think people are waking up and realizing it's going to really? be a little because harder. People in this business want to buy at yesterday's price when the price goes up. Huh. Yeah, so I mean, what's your so what do you and, and Greg, you and I saw today inquiry yesterday we're talking i don't know how is this thing looking all of a sudden this morning and you know as of an hour ago i'm like okay look at this email with all this stuff this person's shopping or look at this all of a sudden people are starting to come out of uh and, and looking for certain things is that is that a way to put it maybe what are, what are you looking general to backdrop is that the market is a lot closer to equilibrium than people give it credit uh, you know, by and large on European or on Canadian spruce, we're somewhere between at or slightly below cost to break even to below the cost to break even. And you know, kind of like everybody, everybody will do what they have to do for the short term. But, you know, long term prices don't stay below break even for long unless you have this constant process of every time it goes down there, you lose some more production and prices move up a little bit. They move back. You lose production until you are out of equilibrium and the market is undersupplied. And that's when you get, that's when you get really outsized move. Um, I'm going to say that will be, you know, the next huge move that rips everybody's head off will be in the first half of next year, because I do believe, you know, that the prices, Prices are going to bounce below break even, maybe break even, plus or minus, depending on the mill and their cost structure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for you know the next at least the next six months. Hey Greg, those uh, ninety-two and five ace that we quoted that we didn't think we were going to get, we just got POs on all those. Start I'm with not, a five, I, a six. Still start. Did start. We, we're trying to. We're starting to add, add a six to them. Yeah, um, starting to hang six on them. So, uh, but Matt, you know what? We work under be cheap, be busy, baby, right? Be so, cheap, man. I, I don't want to buy from you. It starts with a six. Come on, call me. I'll, so, I'll take care of you. Greg and Matt, you guys always the next, talk. The, the next one will start with a six for sure. You guys always talk about it. We touched on this a little bit. Um, September and October, what does business generally look like over the history of our trading lives, the, our 10-year history? The history of the world? Yeah. Dude, it's kind of a toss-up, really. Sometimes you have really crummy September and Octobers, and sometimes you have really good. I I, I don't really think there's a 100% foolproof pattern when it comes to September and October, other than we know that the days get shorter and the weather cools down a little bit, so therefore, no, there's more, more on-the-ground work is done, and we also know that the home center business historically is at a peak in the fall, right? So, um Usually two to six makes a run in the fall. I mean, if it's going to make a run, two to six will make a run in the fall. And, um, but I mean, whether the market's up or down is sort of a, it's sort of a 50 50. Sometimes it's great and the market goes up and it kind of catches you off guard. We've had it, remember, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, China came in and bought all kinds of stuff in September and, and kind of threw the market into an early rally. Like we've had an unusual year, if you think about it. We had a big summer rally, right? That's not normal. We don't normally have big rallies into the third week of July, um, and that was a hundred plus dollar rally, right? That was, that was a significant rally we just went through this in the last two months. So the big shock would be a big rally in the fall, right? 
that would be the big shock. A big, like another $100, $150 rally going into October. That mm-hmm. would that would catch a lot of people off guard. Not saying it's going to happen, but I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be the one that catches the most people sideways, honestly. Great. Well, I mean, hey, listen, my mantra always is that, uh, you know, if you can find out where, um, you know, where most people's thought process is and what their expectations of the market is, if there's if there's a big enough consensus, then you can pretty much figure that the the market's going to go another way. I, you know, it's funny. People people throw season and Matt, you know, everybody has like their own memory. I mean, I have this historical thought of of seasonality of lumber is you make a first quarter high somewhere between the mid-February and the, the 1st of April. The market sells off in the second quarter, bottoms out sometime in June, and you have a rally into summer shutdowns into mid-July. Then the market, you know, it's, there's a little bit of adjustment. You have a bump back into September. Um, and then, you know, seven out of 10 years, historically, you know, the low price is the third week in October. Now, you know, I mean, we used to we used to run a study and prior to the last 10 years, like, like the last two weeks in September are the two weakest weeks of the year. Historically, now we've been that's that's been skewed now since COVID. Are you talking about like on futures? I'm talking about I'm talking about spruce lumber. Spruce just, lumber. The, just the price of spruce. Yeah, just the price of okay. spruce lumber. Um, you know, and then, you know, because then you get seasonal buys for the first quarter starting in early no- November, right? I mean, the, the book says you accumulate lumber in November and December because prices are higher eight out of 10 years in the first quarter than they are in the fourth quarter. Right. Last so, September that, and October, point, we were you shedding inventory. Go ahead. Sorry, Matt. I just was saying last September and October, we were going the opposite direction. We were shedding inventory coming off of all-time highs, right? People right. were losing it, their brains. And when you have those extreme moves, then it's, you know, like it, it throws those things up. But if you think back, when was the, like the buy, the buy of buys was November last year. Right. It was $200. November in, $200 end of December. January futures, right? Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's, let's play a little game here and uh, let's play Mary date or break up. So here's, <laughs> here's, Here's what I would do. I would marry. Oh I would marry Southern Yellow Pine and two by four sixteens right now. I would <laughs> date MSR and two by four one hundred four and five eighths, and I'd break up with two by six twelves uh, in any species. Hmm. Hmm. What's uh? What's what's your thought? Can you hear me? My yeah. phone rang. Sorry. Yeah, I can hear you. So Mary, I want I want, Mary, a, I want to marry two to six sixteens, two and better. Ah, okay. In, in any species, any okay. grade, higher than two and better, or two and better. How about date? Meh. I mean, I have to date it because it's my inventory item of choice. Is two before number three? I'm I'm ambivalent about it. Right. I mean, I don't like the value of it, but it's holding in. It's holding in there. So I, yeah. I got to date it. Um, and what was the last one? Break up with. Ah, that's a tough one. Like long term, two, six, nines and tens. Yeah. Uh, nice. OK. All right. Uh, Greg, Mary. I mostly agree with 
with Matt in terms of, you know, the, the thing you want to marry right now is 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 two by four, two by four, and two by six, two by six sixteens because they're incredibly undervalued versus everything else. And if you think about it, that was the thing that kind of held in for the last three months, and and it's just absolutely collapsed over the last thirty days. And it couldn't um, get it. And it couldn't get a date. Two by four, two by four sixteens for sure, because they've been artificially depressed because of the euro market. And I mean, I think the surprise will be that you know you could see a six handle on two by four sixteens delivered um, before Labor Day. Um, dating, I am currently in a relationship, not a long term committed relationship, but we are <laughs> we are exclusive right now in Spruce MSR. I mean, we're, we're, you know, you know, the, the, uh, the hot, crazy matrix. Yeah. We've all seen that <laughs> probably, probably one of the, one of the <laughs> finest PowerPoint presentations ever created to man. I understand that there's a few women that while they agree with it, find it somewhat offensive. Um, but I'm in the fun zone right now. Okay. Remember the fun zone, right? Yeah. Not too MS crazy, but still pretty hot. Um, I'm in the fun zone on MSR, seasonally very, very positive. You know, going into the fall, um, so we're gonna have, we're gonna, we're gonna stay in the fun zone there. Um, break up with? I am. I, I, I've, I have officially broken up with um, two by six nines and tens. Uh, massively oh my god! I guess overvalued forever. I hate them. I want to sell. Uh, I want to sell. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to like dump her on the curb, and that's it. So get out of the um, car now. I mean, and just for the folks out there, hey, if there's any interest, that I've I, I've yet to turn down a bid today on two by six nines and tens. Okay, uh, love it, guys. Uh, so, any final thoughts going into this week uh, that we should be looking at? Uh, I don't know, Wait, Ash. Why don't you why don't you tell us what your opinion is? You're just the moderator here, but you're back in the game. Well, why don't you that, why don't you sum up your, your I'll thoughts? I'll tell you is I think that lumber prices are going to be stronger between now and over the next two weeks. If you're a lumber buyer, Matt told you, hey, not a bad time to buy. To his point, it's still, you know, the prices haven't moved that much from the lows and they're you know, within the margin of error of quote unquote, how low they're going to be between now and whatever fourth quarter low. Hey, if whatever your inventory range is, you can probably add 30 days and not be hurt by that. Uh, Tim Hansen just said, if any home center guys need a cheap fencing, I have broken up with one by four, six, a grade dog eared <laughs> fence pickets as well. <laughs> cheap offers accepted. Uh, it, Matt, you oh, asked my funny. opinion, and yeah, I'm, I'm back in it, but it takes a long time to get your sea legs underneath you, so I fully trust what Greg's opinion is. Here's what my feeling is. I put my mental feeling into many other people in the industry right now. When I walk in the, mor in the morning at 8 after Greg's been in here since 5.30, and I say, hey, I'm thinking about buying this, he looks at me and says, we don't need to buy anything right now unless we're selling it right and i go back i'm like i'm glad i probably didn't do that except certain things which so this morning he, he's, he's already bought stuff before he came in this morning those yeah, are great buys sure, yeah. hey, those are great buys by the way you know yeah yeah, yeah. You still, ashley you have not lost it you still got it babe so what, what i said is i i 
I I guess what I'm saying, I'm seeing enough people asking and questioning it right now. I don't know whether there's something special here or not yet. All I know is it feels good and like covering shorts is good in 24 to 48 hours. If I spec buy something, not talking about inventory, I'm just talking about a flipper. If I buy something a and trade, I can yeah, sell it within 24 to 48 hours, it was probably it was a good buy. That is I'm good not buy. convinced. Yeah. There's enough good deals out there. As Greg said, the, the time to buy was months ago. I don't see the same value right now. I guess the other question I want to just throw out there is. Yeah, there's yeah. a 550 Cape 2x4 16s for September sold. Okay. Got it. Did we, we were wondering we were wondering where we were going to prove it. We proved it. Yeah, gotcha. Good job. Um, I'm getting swarmed with emails for two before sixteens as we speak here, and it's coming from everywhere in the western in the western from from Texas. To I mean, it's I, just on my emails while I'm looking over here while we're talking, and it's just like more and more and more inquiries for trucks. Well, cars. I guess people that watch the show like what we want to uh, marry here, and they're following us to the altar. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, you know, hey, one thing that's always been true in our business is that things that can't last, they won't. Right. Yep. And when mills have to dump two before 16 below cost for an extended period of time, that can't last. It will not last. And same thing's happening right now on two six sixteens. That eventually the, the cheap deals are going to disappear forever. And you'll have to wait another year or two before that kind of situation. Mills have memories too, man. You know, they, they got bosses that, that looking over their shoulder going, well, why did you put 500 units of them on the, in the port of Houston? Yeah. You know, they, they got to answer to their bosses just like we do. So, um, you know, bad ideas get um, punished and good ideas get rewarded in this business. And our job and and all the people watching this is trying to come up with good ideas and, and avoid the bad ideas. Right. That's when you when you find out you have a bad idea, flip real quick and then go look for some other people with bad ideas and try to take advantage of their bad ideas. But, you know, don't make them. So I had, I had somebody ask me two questions. Yes. Two to separate people. This is a good one to throw out there because I think everybody thinks it. Have we ever in this business? Seeing two by six twelves at this big of a premium to like two by six sixteens or two by four sixteen. What was so two by yeah? So why why did that happen in two by six twelves? I don't know. Tens and twelves get funky sometimes. Some, sometimes they just become really valuable. I mean, that goes back to when I was a rookie. It's, it's more. It's not when a I was a young of trader. Two by six twelves. It's a function of the two by six sixteens. European yeah. mills make tw sixteen footers and. I mean, the price of whether it was two by four or two by six, it's 12 foot in European was was punk, but 16s were really good. So the market's been flooded. And, and Matt, and you know this, you know, production trumps demand always. They can crush a price or make a price go up more by what that relative production is than what the, the, the changes of demand happen over long, long periods. And they're they're structural. Whereas, right, like available supply of links, widths, etc., is uh, is is much more. The market adapts much more quickly. So, well, yeah, I mean, the optimizers will just start pumping stuff out. It, 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 if they see big premiums in a length, then next thing you know, that every mill in in North America and Europe starts targeting that length. You know, like, well, why don't we just make more of it? We can. It's the same log. We'll just spit out. You know, instead of ship pumping out more 14s and 16s we'll pump out more 18s and 20s or 10s and 12s so, funny st funny or, story about they'll switch to a different way funny story about that matt i was up in northern quebec at a mill 
10 years ago and they were showing me all their optimizers and how they put random links prices into them and uh yeah. or whatever price and i'm looking at it and i'm like when did you update these last and the the random links prices were updated in the optimizer like three months before it's like <laughs> it's like so i always wonder what the lag time is and how much of that actually gets done right but i think it's probably more so it was just funny and the guy the mill man the sales manager was with me and we both looked at it and laughed he's like yeah i should probably have them update those yeah Man, once yeah. in a while, maybe more than once. But again, build managers cut for yield, <laughs> and and there's always that headbutting between getting yield out and cutting the. Not anymore. Yeah. Not any, you can't afford to just you can't afford to just cut for yield in in the modern era. The logs are too expensive. The cost of doing business is too expensive. The land's too expensive. The the labor's too expensive. The machinery's too expensive. You know, the cost of operating is just a lot more fraught with danger and potential loss than it ever has been. And so if you can't figure out how to maximize the value of that piece of wood going through from a log to the end, to the end product, even if the end product is chips, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They need to, in North America, they need to use every facet of that piece of wood going in and then coming out. Nothing goes to waste. And it's got, it's all gotta be, it's all gotta be kind of, um, mixed into the omelet to come come out with the highest value, right? They can't just run a bunch of wood through a a, a, a sawmill and then a planer and just run for production now. That that that's why the BC mills don't work. They're all designed to run 600, 700, 500 million board feet, and they're only running 250, 300 million board feet. That makes them extremely inefficient, right? Sure. Yeah. So now everybody's looking at efficiency. So just yeah. as an FYI, you know, I mean, we did two by six twelves. Ash, I'm going to say that two by six sixteens will be back to a premium to two by six twelves in the next thirty in the next thirty thirty days or sooner. Um, I think that'll be more heavily driven by two by six sixteens moving up than twelves moving down. But that's a good point. Good point. Go. All right. Hey, we're over, we're over our uh, time and yeah. I need to go buy some two by six. So just so real, not, real, real I'm not quick. in front of this trade as much as I want to quick, be. I want to, first of all, Matt, Greg, <laughs> thanks for taking the time to do this. Matt, I want you to be able to promote. So uh, this is since we're, we haven't done this in a while. Tell a little bit about um, how people can get a hold of you, what you're looking to sell, where you're looking to do, what you're looking to do it out. Well, I'm primarily in the Western United States uh, from, you know, Wisconsin down to Texas and all the way over to Colorado, Idaho, Washington. And uh, spruce, white fir, you know, Doug fir, Hampton makes all kinds of, you know, we're a big mill. You can look us up, but um, Matt Beamer at HamptonLumber.com or give me a call. You know, um, I'm on the website there and I'm happy to try to help anyone that wants to reach out. And Craig, why don't you, what are you looking to promote today? If you sold, just sold 550 on 16s, what are you looking to do on 16s in Houston and in Cape? Um, well, we're going to be... 550 firm on both for a little more. I mean, you know, I'm still, you know, my focus is, uh, my focus is, uh, is Spruce MSR. I'm in the fun zone there. So I want to stay in the fun zone for a little while. Okay. All right. Real good. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you. I'll put this out on Spotify, uh, YouTube and all the other venues and uh, make sure you tell other people about the show, sign up, uh, become members and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. See ya.